Welcome to season two of the Ublong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Braden, your host. As always, super excited for this episode. Got a very special guest on with us today. Tell them who you are. My name is Morgan Beckman. Boom. We got Morgan Beckman in the house. Uh, third female to be on the podcast now. So Come it's on. like not that special. Well, it's special, but like we had we've got females now like, i didn't get to be the first female you didn't it's, it's okay it's just how the cookie crumbled that's okay um but you're on here now uh morgan super pumped for this conversation um i think it's uh something that's part of it's definitely needed um kind of in this just culture today but before we get into that morgan tell us a little bit about yourself tell the listeners who you are okay so um my name is morgan i'm 24 years old and I work here at Faith Church with Brayden and also with my husband, Ty Beckman. You guys met him previously. Um, I am one of the worship leaders here, and I am also help out in the youth office with administration work. Um, I love to sing. I am obsessed with my dog, Chloe. Mm. Uh, she is like my best friend, which is kind of sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... I like to shop um, a little too much. Mm. Don't all females, yeah. all wives. Like TJ Maxx <laughs> and Target. Like me and my friends, we swear like TJ Maxx is something in the air where like makes you want to buy more. <laughs> they might have something And like, like Target that. too. It's just yeah. like everything that you see, you're like, I have to buy that. <laughs> and then I get home and I'm like, why did I buy that? I don't mean like, like. I can't use this I for anything. I can't even use this. This is so dumb. But I don't get rid of it. I yeah. just keep it. Um, Put it somewhere. <laughs> See, I like to shop. Uh, I live in Muscle Shoals, uh, pretty close to Florence. I, I love it. Love living there. We moved there almost a year ago, which is crazy. That is crazy. Because I remember like me and Ty coming to you and be like, bro, we're behind a house <laughs> yeah. in Muscle Shoals. It's like, let's go. You guys are moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, my gosh. It was a long time coming. <laughs> for real. <laughs> so, yeah. So Muscle Shoals, what's that like? Is that any, I feel like it's not very much different than Florence. No, pretty similar city. It's like a smaller version of Florence mm-hmm. in a way. Like they have a Publix. We have we have everything but Target. Um, I'm putting a petition in to get a Target. No, I'm kidding. Be It'd be idea. cool if we got one though, mm-hmm. for real. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's across the river. So like some people make like a big deal about crossing the river. Yeah, I love it. Like I get to drive over the river every day, and like mm-hmm. it's peaceful for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, we're close to Ty's parents, which is good for mm-hmm. us as well. So yeah, it's, it's a vibe. Sounds good. Sweet. Well, Morgan, I don't know how long we've, I mean, I feel like I've known you as long as I've known Ty probably cause mm-hmm. you guys were dating whenever we met and everything, but it's yeah. been a while, a few years. Um, and so it's been really cool to see both of us. I mean, go from like volunteering, you know, going through the school of ministry, yep. getting jobs, not having jobs, all the, everything going through at COVID and everything. Um, yeah. And now we're like full-fledged, like full-time ministry, leading <laughs> ministries. Yeah. I'm like, where did the time go? Like, it's pretty insane. I remember the day that I met you, uh, me and Ty, we were talking about this the other day, actually. It's kind of funny. 
Um, y- we were leading um a connect group mm-hmm. yeah about crash the chatterbox crash the chatterbox <laughs> that was and the name of it, you yeah. like were brand new to here and mm-hmm. you like reached out and you're like hey i want to join your group and then like you and ty hit it all yeah. y'all y'all really like liked each other mm-hmm. and friends and all that stuff and so i just kind of always known you yeah. by association with mm-hmm. him so yeah but yeah. super proud of you um our young adult ministry it's thriving thank you i appreciate it i'm Trying, trying to get as many young adults involved because I know that's like when we, I feel like got involved as well. I think yep. it's a key time in your life where you're gonna find out what you want to do and you, what you love. And so yeah. I think if I can, you know, get as many young adults plugged into the church, they can really find like their giftings, their callings, like yeah. through being in environments with the Lord being yeah. present. And so it's kind of the goal. It's the goal of this podcast too to just help people um, with all the questions and everything going on in life with i mean there's just a million things all the time but people that's who morgan is morgan beckman she is a incredible worship leader um and forming into a great um youth pastor as well i'll say it i mean you're doing it with ty um you guys are killing the game um loving the students in faith church getting more students involved super excited for the future of next gen ministry in faith church and, and doing it together um, so before we get into the the nitty gritty of this podcast, I got a pretty interesting question for you. Oh no! It doesn't. I feel like after I got this question, I was like, <laughs> she's probably not even gonna know what to say to this. But I feel like you might have a, a good answer. I feel like. <laughs> oh so, no! Maybe not. We'll see. So the question: If you could compete in the Olympics, what sport would you choose, and why? I'm gonna have to say. <laughs> I'm going to have to say rowing. Rowing. Um, okay. I I would probably have to look up all of the, <laughs> the uh, sports you can do. Yeah. So I know there's like Summer Olympics and mm-hmm. Winter Olympics. And I'm not an athletic person, like literally not an athletic bone in my body. I'm not really even coordinated. So I feel like rowing would be like <laughs> the safest slash most fun option for me because Mm -hmm. a you're not by yourself doing it like you're a a part of a team and like when i'm at the gym i do the row machine so i feel like i'm there you go yeah not great at it but (laughs) it's like honestly probably my best bet because swimming no Mm. basketball no (laughs) uh bobsledding heck no that seems like scary yeah i could see you doing like a like something crazy like the i don't even know if it's an olympic sport but you know the thing where you got like the stick and you gotta like jump on a trampoline and like go over a pole yeah pole vaulting yeah yeah mm-hmm. i could see you trying to do that that would be that'd be scary as well because like, yeah. i can do heights but heights also scare me as well but didn't you like jump out of a plane recently yeah yeah i did i went so, skydiving for yeah. the first time that was a few months ago That's i want to go again it's no. been too long i need no. to go i need no. to jump out of a plane literally again. <laughs> that is that is no <laughs> if i ever came to you and was like brayden i'm going skydiving you need to check on me something's you wrong you need to put me in the hospital because i'll be I'm like ty Get your wife. Yeah. Something's up. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm terrified of heights. I'm terrified of snakes. Um, so the high dive probably wouldn't be good for you in the Olympics. Heck no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't things... even do the high dive at Point Mallard. <laughs> that, some Bro. Of, like, I've done that. And that <laughs> when you're looking up at high dives, like, if it's 10 feet, 20 feet, it's like, that's not that bad. <laughs> then when you get up there and looking down, it, I don't understand it. It's something crazy happens, yeah. like, in your brain. But <laughs> But rowing. Rowing is a... Um, I feel like a very like it seems like oh that wouldn't be that bad but I feel like you got to be very like have crazy endurance those 
mm-hmm. I think they wrote, well, there's probably different dins- distances that they wrote. Yeah. Um, but I think that'd be a safe bet, especially if you're already doing the rowing machine, you already got yeah. the practice. Yeah, I got I the mean, practice. And Even you don't have it's to. it's completely different yeah. than like going from <laughs> really side to like, side. <laughs> But, yeah, but you don't you have, have to do it by yourself. Yeah. Like you have teammates, so it's like yeah. you don't only if you're not on your best, like and somebody else is, and like you come together as a team. You so that's kind of like, like put your hands helpful. Up, yeah, you're like, I'm, like, I'm taking a break. You guys keep going. I'll join in in a minute. <laughs> if anyone that like professionally rose listens to this, we don't know what we're talking <laughs> For about. Real. I'm so sorry if you're offended like, by what we're uh, saying. What is up with them? like it's actually the hardest sport <laughs> ever because you do have to like deal with other people. Yeah. And I feel could, like everyone would probably say that though about their sport is like if you don't know they're they're like this is actually way harder than you yeah. think <laughs> which it probably is yeah that's why i don't do sports i think i've seen this before it's kind of like a meme or like a post going around is like for the olympics they should have an average person <laughs> compete in every sport oh my gosh for reference yes because yes. i think a lot of times we're like i could do that or uh-huh. it's like they're not that impressive but Olympic athletes are so good yeah. that they make it look like it's not that bad. So if you put some average Joe Schmo out there <laughs> like doing yeah, doing <laughs> every – like each one has somebody in there. It's like on track. Like they're running like four laps or whatever. Dude's still on number one while they're finishing probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be – it'd be great for Olympics, I think. Oh, I definitely think that that should happen. Like hopefully next year they do that I or the next time they do it. Who who runs the Olympics? I need to at, call them. At olympics.org, <laughs> I don't know. Like I got a great idea for you guys. Guys, listen, I know you're going to read this and I know you're going to really take into consideration, but can you <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I definitely, I mean, so basketball is an Olympic sport technically, like they each country has a basketball team, so obviously yeah. I could do that. But besides basketball, I think Man, I should have thought of this. I just planned on asking you. I didn't really have the idea of myself. Um, what's a great Olympic sport? I've always wanted to try snowboarding. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't be good at it. I could probably, like, just go straight. But doing that, like, half pipe <laughs> and everything, all them tricks. Like, um, Sean White, incredible. Could yeah. never be Sean White. Yeah. But I'd want to do snowboarding, I think. I've never been snowboarding, never even been on vacation with snowboarding involved. Mm. Um, the families that go snow- snowboarding together, not, I, I don't understand that. that. <laughs> I'm not that family. That's like the families that run on Thanksgiving. Is that, was yeah. that your family? <laughs> Bro. No. Not fi- not my family either. Not my family. <laughs> I'm thankful it's not my family. That's not my thing. But hey, for real, the people that do that, kudos to Power. you. Power. Who you guys? Couldn't be me. Mm-mm. Won't be Not me. a chance. Well, <laughs> enough of, of Olympic talk. Um, I could talk about it for a while, but Same. that's not why we're here. Um, so like we said before, Morgan, you're a worship leader. Um, yes. You've been doing it for a while. Um, and when we say worship leader, we're talking about, you know, music, that form of worship, because yeah. I think there are different forms of worship, and we'll get yeah. into that. But um, been leading uh, worship here at Faith Church for a while, um, volunteering, then moving into, you know, working here now you're full-time and you're doing that and doing youth ministry as well doing a lot but um just want to you know ask you some questions and get your input on like worship and all of that because you have I feel like a much deeper kind of knowledge or just experience of it besides people that are just kind of being led in worship right um there's a different perspective from you know the actual leader um so first question like pretty basic well basic question maybe not a basic answer um but what is worship and what what's kind of like what comes to mind whenever that question's asked? So um, I would say worship is a sign of reverence to God. Um, that's pretty like 
broad mm-hmm. answer. Um, you can it can get even broader, especially if you ask someone who isn't a Christian, who, someone they're just kind of looking from the outside in um, worshiping like a deity. Because uh, mm-hmm. I kind of looked it up, I was like, "What is worship? Like, what what does like Google say worship yeah. is?" Like, I'm I'm curious to know that. But I'd say personally for me, it's um, it's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a lot of times we typically only talk about worship being a music thing. And although that's, you know, very important, uh, worship is also just kind of how we live our lives and um, living in a sacrificial way to God. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'd say that that's what worship is. For sure. It's a big thing because, I mean, reverence, that's a big word. Reverence is basically just kind of like respect and awe almost mm-hmm. of like how big God is and yeah. how little we are. Yeah. Um, I would say. Sure. And, um, but that's, I think that's a perfect word to kind of describe it. Cause it's just a moment of like, we're like looking to God, I feel like in that moment of worship. Yeah. Um, so kind of a, a big topic, I think in Christian, you know, culture in just being a Christ follower, you know, we're trying to find our purpose and calling in mm-hmm. life. And so I think, a big time, big time, a lot of questions that's being asked is like, well, are you called, are you called to it? You know? And so would you say that like you are called to worship, like leading worship specifically? Um, can you be called to like leading worship? Like, is that, is that something that, that God does? Do you think? Uh, yes. Uh, I would say, you know, we're all called to be worshipers. Um, it's very clear in scripture, like anyone who's a Christ follower, you're called to be a worshiper, Mm -hmm. but being a worship leader is completely different, Mm -hmm. not completely different, but it's, it's different than, than that kind of blanket call Mm -hmm. to all of us. Um, cause we were all created to worship, but you can have the talent, um, to sing or to play an instrument and still not necessarily be called to lead worship. Mm -hmm. Um, I was called to lead worship and I didn't even know what that meant. So like, that's when I knew I was like, mm, this is from the Lord because I have no idea. Like yeah. at that time, I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think you can be called to lead worship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, like you said, I think you can be talented like in playing music mm-hmm. and singing. Um, but you know, if the Lord isn't like, doesn't have that plan for your life, if, like if that anointing like isn't on you to, yeah help lead people in worship like you can just be a a good voice yeah but not like know how to direct the room not know how to help people like in the presence of the lord how how to bring that in the room yeah like you just because you have it doesn't the talent doesn't mean that that can happen and so i think that's a big thing and like there are some people who god calls to help lead the church like in worship and show people how to do this and, and and lead people in moments that maybe they can't necessarily do on their own right um because yeah. i think worshiping like corporately is a lot different than worshiping you know by yourself um, yes and it, i think both is needed um so i think we can get into this r- right now and kind of on the front end but is worship just singing just music playing instruments you know what we do at church you know we always do a few our worship songs before the message before the preacher comes up um is that all worship is no no. What would um, you say that, what else is it? Um, specifically, um, you know, we say like, can, we're going to continue worshiping through our giving. We say that a lot of times here mm-hmm. at church, like, so giving of your finances uh, is a big one corporately, mm-hmm. um, giving of your time, giving of your talent, giving of, 
um, really anything, like I said kind of before, like anything that's a sacrifice to you, to God, is a form of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think truly like we're called to live our lives as a form of worship, as a way to sacrifice. And it says even in the Word, um, in Romans 12, 1, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let mm. them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Mm. So giving your whole self, your yeah. whole soul, your whole everything, your plans, your thoughts, your desires, everything like that, that is how to worship mm-hmm. the Lord. So it can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Yeah, that's so good. That's a great answer. I feel like we've kind of made it like we're going to worship and then we're going to preach or we're going to worship and, and do whatever's next. And like yeah. so many people just think worship is like we're just going to sing to God. Yeah. And that's only like one of the ways that you can worship God. Yeah, um, for sure. But that's such a good answer. And I love that scripture is just like, like you said earlier, the word sacrifice, um, I think is really it. It's just like yeah. we're sacrificing our life for what God wants, yes. for God's will. Um, and that's like the greatest form of worship is that if we're get, we're putting away our, our selfish desires, you know what we want to do. And we're just going to give our body, we're going to give ourselves to what God wants. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but great thoughts i love that answer that'll that'll help us in the keep going into these questions i think that's a good direction and going um but so what's what's leading worship like because i think a lot of people um they never they just see you on stage platform whatever it is and they're like oh they're just singing i feel mm-hmm. like people do not understand <laughs> um being on a platform is just like whatever you're doing if you're speaking if you're leading worship whatever it is yeah. there's just so much more that goes into it than just mm-hmm. like being up there um so so what's what's leading worship so like? i would say you know growing up my whole life like i performed like hmm. that so my sport like mm-hmm. the yeah. thing that i did my extracurricular was always singing mm. um so i would compete in singing i would um just go sing at random places like i'd sing in church which is kind of funny mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't leading worship. I was just singing kind of about God and like no one was worshiping with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really like one of the main things about worship leading is that you're singing or playing and people are worshiping with you mm-hmm. and you're leading them in that. Um, so leading worship is... It's normally, like, I'm trying to think of, like, how to word this. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very weighty, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the part of it that a lot of people don't see. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of what's happening internally. Um, there can be a lot of, like, spiritual warfare that happens, and that's kind of, like, a lofty topic yeah. to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just personally, especially when I first got started leading worship, I would... Um, feel like easily discouraged or like I would get like easily agitated before I'd be leading and I never mm. knew why. Mm-hmm. And then someone finally was like, Morgan, I think you're like being like spiritually attacked. Yeah. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. It was like this whole like you're thing. like looking around and you're like, who's attacking Who's me? attacking <laughs> me? It's the devil. Yeah. Um. So that, that's a part of it that I, a lot of people don't A, talk about and B, like you don't see it. Obviously, mm-hmm. like if you're in the congregation, you're not necessarily going to see uh your worship leader going through that but that is a huge part 
of what we have to combat. So um, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer goes into um, even in the preparation side of preparing a set for Mm -hmm. a corporate worship setting. That is, um, that's huge. If you don't have that, yikes yeah you need to have that (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i mean i could go on and on about Mm -hmm. what leading worship is like it and it's kind of hard to put into words Mm -hmm. and i think um this is a very good question i just i don't really know how to put it into better words than that you know you're doing good so far yeah don't don't feel like it's i think sometimes we feel like we got to keep going with you know like answers and stuff but i think sometimes few words is like all that is needed in yeah. something especially like that because i mean things where where god's presence like resides is it's tough to put into words sometimes mm-hmm. and like leading worship is like literally when we start like we're two or three or, or more are gathered together yeah. you know praising his name like the lord is there yeah. and so you as a worship leader is there to help direct people who don't maybe know how to do anything in that you know kind of situation don't know maybe how to meet with the lord don't know how to worship or whatever and Mm so um i think it's it's something that's very difficult that the lord obviously has a hand like on your life and on other people's lives to help you lead in those moments because that i mean you're literally handling like a moment where people can either they can press in and like really have a moment with god or they can't. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you might think it's on you. I don't think it's always on you because God is ultimately going to, he's going to do what he wants to do in the For moment. Sure. But we're able to, you know, God gives us the opportunity to partner with him and like, mm-hmm. you know, do that work with him. Yeah. Um, and so I think what you said is like prayer. I think that's something that is super important in all aspects of life and all ministry. Yes. Yes. Um, and sometimes I feel like some people might not think it with like with worship in music it's like we just do that like we just worship and i'm like well you should be praying before you get into that moment so that you're ready for that moment whether you're a leader or not ready yeah Yeah. because that's and then as a team you know that this i love the culture that's been created even here like at faith Mm -hmm. because we have these times during rehearsal or during sound check and during a service that's we're getting our hearts ready we're not praying that the service goes well Mm -hmm. it's more of we're praying that every all the junk in our heart and in our mind that we've probably carried into this moment that God would remove that and just use us as like a as pure of a vessel as we can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that comparing it to my days of performing and then my days of worship leading like those are the main differences. It's the why I'm doing it, mm, yeah. I'm doing it to promote God, not promote myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's really the main difference mm-hmm. of the two. Yeah. Cause I mean, before you're, I'm sure you were like putting out your own music. You're trying to put oh, yeah. your, your name out there, mm-hmm. like your face out there. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get connections with all these different people to keep yeah. moving on up yeah. to push Morgan goalie at the time. Now you're Beckman, but yeah. like you're pushing Morgan everywhere. But now it's like literally the only thing I care about is pushing God's name further and yeah. like praising him and helping other people learn how to praise him as well. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I feel like we've kind of talked about it already but is there any other difficulties that you feel like in leading worship um i would say uh something that's like a personal difficulty for me is i never want to be a distraction Mm. um good or bad so like when i say good or bad i mean obviously i don't want to sound terribly yeah and um distract someone and then be like gosh that's awful yeah um but i also don't want to 
pr- again, I'm using the word promote. I don't want to promote myself in a way that someone is looking at me and mm-hmm. what I'm singing mm-hmm. and yeah. how I'm singing yeah. instead of worshiping God because mm-hmm. that is so that's such a slippery slope and it's so easy to fall mm-hmm. down that. Um, and it's funny because like people will come up to you and and I know you probably witness this too with like mm-hmm. when you preach or yeah. when you host it's like you did such a great job and mm-hmm. i know that they're trying to be complimentary and they're yeah. trying to be supportive mm-hmm. um but as a worship leader you have to guard your mind and your heart from that yeah from that flattery mm-hmm. that can kind of start to build up and then your ego can build up because then if you're constantly um depending on that like I don't want to say praise, but it kind of is praise. Mm-hmm. If you're depending yeah. on that from people, if you don't get that, it could maybe like be detrimental to mm-hmm. you because yeah. you're you're then depending on them. And and two, it it kind of breaks my heart because I'm like, oh, I hope I hope that you had a moment at least with mm-hmm. the Lord. I yeah. hope that you had a moment of praise. Like God, you are so good to me. Like. I look back on my life. You've been so good to me. And Lord, I'm just worshiping you for who you are. Not, mm-hmm. oh, wow, Morgan sounds really good on this yeah. song. Wow, I, I got goosebumps because mm-hmm. of her voice. Yeah. Like, that, if if that's what I'm looking for, then I might as well just be performing again, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because that's yeah. what I was going after is, mm-hmm. the, is the praise, is the, you know, the promotion of myself, mm-hmm. but... Um, that I, I think that that's one of the main difficulties is is just keeping yourself guarded mm-hmm. um, as a leader, keeping yourself guarded just as a Christ follower. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not depending on you yeah. people. I'm depending on the Lord and the Lord only. Mm-hmm. And he is who I'm worshiping. Yeah. And I feel like that goes like both ways with with worship leaders and then just the congregation, just people that are worshiping is like yeah. if it like if your worship moment depends on what song it is mm. or if your worship moment depends on yeah. who's leading worship it's <laughs> yeah. like w- like what are we worshiping like yeah. it doesn't you you can have preferences of songs but like yeah. if if that how talented the person or what song it is depends on how you worship god is like you're i don't think you're worshiping god no you're not <laughs> and you're that's, not. that's a problem and it's, <laughs> it's like you yeah. should be able to worship god and with with nothing <laughs> or mm-hmm. like with whoever it is it's like yeah. it's not about you know that person and, and we're going to get more into that mm-hmm. um but you should be able to, you should be able to worship god for who he is yes. not for what the song is exactly. or, or what the person says and so that's the same thing with the worship leaders like you're not only leading people but you're worshiping god too it's mm-hmm. not like you're just leading um other people but so you should be able to worship god no matter what if something's going wrong or if yeah. Maybe the congregation or the people aren't responding how you want them to, or yeah. they feel like it's just kind of dead. Like, okay, you can still have this moment. You're still worshiping God. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what makes worship in in the music sense? Because I think that that's kind of what we're talking about. There, are, right. I want everybody to know that there are many ways to worship God. We worship God with our life, sacrificing our life, like we said earlier. Um, but in the sense of, of worship, worshiping him through music uh, and song, what, what makes those moments so important? I would say, first of all, we were, and I, I may have even said it previously, but we were all created to worship. Mm-hmm. Um, we were created to bring glory to God. So I think um, in any time of worship, but even in music, you know, corporately or mm-hmm. even when you're alone, like you're fulfilling 
a purpose on your life, like mm-hmm. the purpose on your life. Um, even if you've had like a bad day or you're going through a really rough season, like you can talk to thousands and thousands and thousands of people that ha- that can agree with this. Like they can be going through a terrible season of their life and yet they are worshiping the Lord because, and, and that brings them peace and joy and the fruits of the spirit because they are fulfilling mm-hmm. the God given purpose on their life. At least the main purpose, yeah, right? We're yeah. all created to worship. Mm-hmm. I also think it forces our spirit to become humble. Mm. Um, it, yes, it, um, you know, when we're worshiping God, we are taking our focus and our eyes mm. off of ourselves yeah. and we're pointing it into our creator. And I just think that there's an alignment that happens when we do that. Um, so yeah, I think those two reasons mm-hmm. specifically, that's very important. And it's just important to to um, worship with other believers around you. Yeah. There's a sense of community that comes mm-hmm. with that. Um, but you can worship on your own as well. Yeah. Like, I think it's a both-and mm-hmm. type of situation. Sure. Yeah, so. I mean, you you stole the words right out of my mouth. Is humility is <laughs> humble. Like, yeah. if you're fixing your eyes on God in that moment and you're worshiping Him, there's just, like, a humility that comes. Like, it humbles us. Like, yeah. we are not the creator <laughs> we are nope. not in charge exactly. like we are worshiping the creator of everything yeah, that's right um, and it just puts it into perspective of like how good god is and what he can do mm-hmm. and i think a big thing is yes we're worshiping god and it should be all about him but i think w- when that happens then something happens in us as well yes. and god is able to to come in and and work through us work in us heal us complete us make us whole in moments you know of of pain and past hurt and 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 sin you know i just think worship moments is like it's just like breaking the ice it's like it's breaking the barriers down um and and basically getting your heart ready for god to come in through worship and then also through his word you know when when a pastor comes up to preach a message like we're in a moment now like we just fixed our eyes on god yep and now let's be ready for what he's going to do in the rest of this moment and the rest of the service whatever it is yeah, trying to go into um, listening to the Word of God and listening to someone communicate, I think it it would be a little more difficult, especially for people that are coming in with some walls up. Um, I think it's very important for us to have that time to really, like, be reverent to mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah, before, for sure. Before the message, so mm-hmm. that's good. Um, so I, I think we basically answered this question. I was going to ask why do we worship God, but by a, by asking what makes it so important, I think that's answering that question. Is like, yeah. well, we're going to do it because we need to get in the right spot. Like we need to make ourselves focus on God. Yes. Like we're not in church for for ourselves. We're not in it for what you know, the, the worship team can give us or, or the yeah. pastor can give us like, yeah. we're here to, to give to God. We're here to be with other believers and, and build right. the, build the church. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, we've answered that, that question. And so in these last few minutes, um, of this episode, I want to get into a, a touchy, like <laughs> touchy, touchy, um, topic because it's not talked about and it's really leading people astray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, in American culture, and really in uh, almost globally now too, it's not just America, but in the Christian culture and the church, the just kind of 
what we're in right now, and it, it's been in the past too. And I, I think we always say like in culture now. Well, I think it's yeah. everybody says that in their generation, yeah. in their time. But right <laughs> now, it's just man, this celebrity Christian, celebrity pastor, celebrity worship leader, mm-hmm. this whole culture of big events. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with with any of it, like in itself. Yeah. But there's a lot of problems that come into it that mm-hmm. that I feel like need to be talked about, need to be changed <laughs> in some yeah. ways. And so I think um, I don't know how to how to navigate this, but we can just we can just put it out there. I think yeah. people are confused um, yeah. about some moments of what they're worshiping. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of start this off with um, so if I went to Passion Conference, took a group of young adults. Yeah. Um, from here and so if you don't know what passion conference is we talked about it on an earlier podcast but just a um, huge conference with with worship leaders with uh, speakers and it's just thousands of um, young adults get together in a huge stadium mm-hmm. to hear the word of god to, to worship together and so yeah. it's amazing like yeah. i'm not knocking the conference because it's great a lot of um, people get together and we're worshiping god and we're yeah. building the, the church ultimately yeah. but the problem that has come into play is we have created idols and celebrities out of mm-hmm. people who are supposed to be leading us to God. Yes. And I think you can always have your favorite person that preaches. You can have your favorite person that leads worship, but it, it's got to stop there, and I feel like it's gotten too far. So, Morgan, yeah. give me your thoughts on this whole kind of celebrity worship leader, celebrity pastor, whole whole ordeal um, and be be frank, be honest oh, with no. it. Um, maybe maybe not like too much. <laughs> no. I think you I think you have enough discernment yeah. to say what you need to say. But yeah. kind of speak to the people that man are they may be they have the wrong idea about it. Yeah. Um, like you said, this is a this is a very controversial topic because mm-hmm. there's so many opinions about it, and, and I never want to be a voice that is um, tearing anyone down mm-hmm. um, or assuming something yeah. of someone. Yeah. So I would first like to just say, if your heart is not to glorify God, if like if that's not your intention of doing anything, especially that's involved with the platform, so preaching, um, leading worship, writing songs, like if, if your intention is anything but to glorify God, you do not need to be doing that because mm. it will destroy you at some yeah. point and mm-hmm. you'll end up um, – being like one of the people that have, you know, renounced their faith and mm. they're like making these public statements. And, you know, there is there is now a culture of deconstruction mm-hmm. happening in the church and and we don't have to go into that. But there's a lot of exposing mm-hmm. happening right now in the in the church, especially here in America. Um, and I, I see both sides of it, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of it is the fact that no one has been held accountable. Mm. Um, if you're a leader, especially, but even just as a Christ follower, we have to be held accountable mm-hmm. um, from our own selves, our own selfish desires. You know, when I when I first uh, moved to Nashville, I lived in Nashville for about a year, mm-hmm. and I was pursuing the secular music world and all of that um and then when I was finally called to worship I, re- I remember like this question kind of popping up in my head and I, I believe it was from the Lord um, I didn't hear him audibly speak it or anything but it was essentially 
why would you waste your gift on the world Mm. um, when you can give it to your creator? Mm -hmm. And that, that was my foundation for leading worship. And that's where I always go back to that. Like if I'm trying to make a name for myself in the world, if I'm trying to promote myself in the world, even if it's for the name of the Lord, if it's about me, that's as far as it's going to go. It's, Mm -hmm. And I'll have to answer for that one day. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to answer for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with celebrities, you know, it's twofold because it's so cool to see like your your major like groups of worship leaders. Mm-hmm. Like you've got Hillsong, you've got Maverick City, you've got Elevation. Mm-hmm. And they're putting out incredible music that for our sure. church is singing. And yeah. so I'm not saying that that's a bad thing mm-hmm. at all. I think no. that that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But it's a dangerous, mm-hmm. dangerous, 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 uh, slippery slope. I, yeah. I've said that a lot of times in this in this podcast, but it's slippery because there it's a trap. Um, it can be a trap mm-hmm. for uh, and an open door, really, for the enemy to come mm-hmm. in and to deceive you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say, say it. it. Um, <laughs> man. If you're uh, if you're trying to promote yourself and if you are if you're doing ministry to make a paycheck, if you're mm-hmm. doing it to become famous and to become well known, you we if we are doing that, we are no better than mm-hmm. Satan himself. Mm. That's exactly mm. what say that was Satan's intention yeah. with uh, he wanted the glory. Mm. Yeah. And that's scary, and it's very sobering when you kind of look at it that way. And even as I was kind of preparing for this podcast, that that really popped in my head, and I was like, you know what? Like, I, there's probably been lots of times that I've acted like that, and mm. I had to like repent yeah. for real. Like, <laughs> I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry mm. for probably breaking your heart yeah. by trying to promote myself. And mm. um, again, I think that the truth always comes out. Mm-hmm. And so if your intentions are to just worship the Lord, then there you go. Yeah, like you're good. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Like yeah. obviously none of us are perfect and mm-hmm. we're all going to mess up and be selfish and be, you know, human. Mm-hmm. But if we have people in our lives that are holding us accountable to those selfish desires, then that's, they're very unlikely to mm-hmm. happen. That's very unlikely for us to fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times too, especially in worship leading, there's this like weird uh, expectation and pressure and um, measurement of success. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I never play at a passion conference, mm-hmm. for yeah. instance, you brought it up. Mm-hmm. If I never write an album that mm-hmm. like sells a bunch of copies, if yeah. I if I don't have a well known name in the Christian community, then mm-hmm. I've failed. Mm-hmm. And I have to fight that all the time Mm -hmm. because I love to write music and I love obviously to lead worship. Mm -hmm. But if I'm pursuing that Mm -hmm. and that alone, Mm -hmm. that's, I I mean, I'm no better than, I I, I just feel like that, that is where it becomes Mm -hmm. dangerous. And so with people ultimately like worshiping other worship leaders, that, also is mm. I think that that's despicable in mm. God's eyes yeah. and that 
he's jealous of us. He, mm-hmm. he, he is a jealous God. Like his word makes that very clear. So when we are worshiping something other than him, even if it's someone that's coming in the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. like that is, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's so good. Great thoughts. Um, thank you so much for those thoughts. Uh, man, a lot of like ideas and thoughts coming to yeah. my head, like hearing <laughs> all of that, but it's, it's a lot. I think <laughs> I, I don't want it to seem like we're just coming after all these like big names no, or, or yeah. worship teams or churches. Cause it's not, cause without them, like a lot of people probably wouldn't know the Lord. Um, yeah, and so I, I love Maverick city. I love Me elevation too. Hillsong. Yeah. Like I love them. And so I think there's a little responsibility on the people who are the kind of well-known worship leaders, pastors, speakers. There's definitely responsibility on how they portray themselves Mm -hmm. and on them for what's going on in their heart, you know, like you said. But I also think a majority of it is is on the people. Yes. It's on you. If you are worshiping the person, like you said, God doesn't like that. (laughs) That's not what we're made to do. We were made, (laughs) we were created to worship God, like you said earlier. We were not made to worship um, other people. Um, and so I think, um, man, it was just a, a crazy moment and I don't, I'm just going to, I'll get specific, but I didn't want to like knock them. Maverick city is fantastic. So it's not a knock at them, but at passion conference, they were the last worship team to like go up mm-hmm. and like, we were waiting for them obviously. Cause we, we just, yeah. we love them. And yeah, I think that's, so, I don't think they're super talented. Yeah. They're, I don't anointed. think there's a lot wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but what was wrong was man, they, somebody came out from the team and we realized, oh, it's Maverick City. And people went absolutely bananas. Yeah. And like peop- like we were all in our seats and there was kind of lots of room near the stage and people were getting out of their seats flooding to get mm. closer. Like I'm talking like hundreds, like yeah. we're leaving their seats, trying to get closer, getting their phones out, going crazy. Mm. And I think part of it is like okay they just really like them and it's cool i hope they're still worshiping the lord and i'm not i can't judge anybody's heart right but from what i see to me using the discernment the lord has given me yep. <laughs> a lot of these people are confused and they're worshiping maverick city yeah. and they're worshiping these worship leaders mm-hmm. and so a lot of it is on us is like we can't be found worshiping these people Mm-mm. we have to be worshiping God. God is not going to honor anything like that. And so it's just a very dangerous thing. Like you said, is it's like, what are you worshiping? Do you really have a relationship with the Lord? Is it, is it genuine? Are the moments real? If you're just there to see some person, because I think it's cool to, to like that person, but you're still in that moment to worship God. Like God should have your attention. Yeah. Not and, the person, and we can be excited mm-hmm. even to yeah. to like listen. I was. Yeah, like you can you can clap and cheer um, if you want, mm-hmm. uh, but again, like a lot of that, I, I think we we as a church, like Capital C Church, we've created that culture of celebrity pastor, celebrity mm-hmm. worship leader, um, and we're honestly doing the leader a disservice. Cause mm. like I said mm-hmm. previously, I couldn't imagine um, being Ma- on Maverick City's side mm-hmm. of that situation yeah. and seeing people flood mm-hmm. the stage and having to fight that ego mm-hmm. happening in my head. Mm-hmm. And, and even after like having to fight that of yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, It'd be really easy to just get an inflated head and like, man, these people are here to see me. Let me do great. Let me show yeah, them what me, I got. Yeah, let me sing like this yeah. and do all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and like I've said, 
and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, it mm-hmm. is a slippery slope mm-hmm. and you have to know when to get off that slope. Yeah. You've got to know when to be like, okay, like I'm not like, and I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Yeah. I, I would like to think I would be like, come on, let's give it up for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't about me. Yeah. Like this is not about us. Mm-hmm. Like I'll probably, I would have, you know, if I, if it was a perfect world, I would have called it out right mm-hmm. then and there. But yeah. again, I'm not saying know. that, yeah. uh, you know, I, I definitely think that Maverick City and all these other groups that we've mm-hmm. talked about, like, they're great. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, God has used them mm-hmm. to bring people to him. And as long as as long as that's still happening, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But like I've said, the moment that stops happening, the moment that it becomes about a group, it becomes about a person, mm-hmm. um, it becomes about their name, I, the Lord will not honor that. Yeah. The yeah. world might, mm-hmm. the church might, but the Lord will not yeah. ever honor that. Yeah. So that's so good. Yeah. We could, I could talk about this for <laughs> I so could long. Too. And I there's could so too. much more in it. Um, and I think that that's an idea for, for another episode um, of the podcast of getting into mm. that more. Um, but before we close, any, any final thoughts or remarks you want to leave the <sighs> listeners with? You know, I would say um, have, have someone in your life that holds you accountable mm. from your selfish desires. I think mm-hmm. that that's, that's going to help um, everybody. And that, and that that's for anybody, not mm-hmm. just leaders, but anybody. Have, have someone in your life that holds you accountable. Mm-hmm. And worship the Lord with all you have. Mm-hmm. And don't let, don't let life, don't let other people stop you from that. Mm-hmm. But make sure you're worshiping the Lord. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Morgan, thank you so much um, thank you. for it's sitting down yeah, with me and um, just giving your, your wisdom and your thoughts from from your experience and for what the Lord has done in your life. Um, But really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much, listeners, um, for tuning in from wherever you're at, wherever you're watching or not watching, listening, whatever it is, um, Apple, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Thank you so much for for tuning in. I hope this was thought-provoking. Hopefully it was challenging, inspiring, and I hope ultimately that, like, you feel like you belong um, because that's the whole idea is that you belong, um, in this ministry. And so that's all we got for you on this episode. Peace out.